The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, brother from another mother, Dr. Feelgood himself, <laughs> Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is up, sir? I just want to say, I don't want to say too much, but I just want to say that petty people suck. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You say whatever you want to say. This is your show. No, I don't want to go into details, but I just want to say that there is something in my life that happened today that is some drama that I haven't felt that same kind of drama in years in the paranormal community because there used to be all kinds of drama such as that. And it was just, I found myself upset with myself for getting upset about it. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. So this is our breather. This is our moment to just... (laughs) <laughs> move on past that. Just move on down, move on down the road. So I got a, uh, I got my son with me for the show, and you know, I mean, he's three months old, so he he doesn't understand. Has he ever seen a man in black? I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. I just know that he doesn't understand. You know, be quiet, please, for the love of God, be quiet. Like he doesn't get that yet. He's just going to scream. So there may be a little of that (laughs) that we may have to work past as well. But uh, we'll get there. I promise. Oh, my God. So we actually have a new person on the show that we've never had on the show before. That's very, very true. We have a guy named Larry Buchanan that I've known for a while. And I want you to introduce yourself, Larry. Hey, how's it going? My name is Larry. <laughs> so, Larry, let's let's talk a little bit about you. I know that's putting you on the spot because I didn't tell you we were going to talk about you. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Just tell the the people out there who you are, what you do. You know, just like your story of why you're in the paranormal. Uh, like Jason said, uh, and Josh said, my name is Larry Buchanan. Uh, I've always been interested in the paranormal and. Uh, Actually, because of Jason, 
was able to get introduced into the investigative side of things about nine years ago, would you say? Eight, nine years ago? Yeah, it was around then. Um, went on my first investigation with him. Hang on, hang on one second. Okay. Can you kill that, Larry? Yeah. I forgot the heater was coming on. We'll have to cut that out. I was like, <laughs> it sounded like machine right gun fire at first. I was like, uh, just boys. Just to the left. All the way to the left. It'll take a second to shut off. That's amazing. At first, I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, we haven't even got <laughs> into the subject matter yet, and they're already listening. You know what I mean? That was amazing. All right, so we'll just go back to cut it back to, hey, this is Larry. No. <laughs> I'm not cutting shit. No. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm um, joking. All right, well, go ahead. It'll shut off in a second. It's not yeah. too bad. So go ahead and finish your thought there. Um, well, because of Jason, I was able to get into do my first investigations at an Odd Fellows Lodge up in uh, Excelsior Springs. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been scared of the dark. Um, <laughs> truth. I remember the first time we went on that when we were on that investigation and uh, Jason was we were in the basement and Jason was basically saying, I'm going to go upstairs for a while and leave you down here. And I thought I was going to have a heart attack for one, <laughs> but I've just been intrigued ever since, uh, you know, being a scientist and my normal day job. Uh I mean that. No, no, just ignore that. <laughs> I thought that was Josh asking if I answered a question. No, no, no. I accidentally <laughs> hit a button on my phone. But uh, yeah, other than that, I've I've just been doing what you guys do. Uh, not the podcasting, but the investigating for about eight years now, and still have answers that I haven't been able to to answer. So Hell that's yeah. why I do this. Larry is actually one of the true scientists. Like he's. In the scientific field in real life. Right. But I think yeah. that's important, man. Like, you're bringing with you a, a scientific-based mind, or a mindset anyway, where you're going to be able to analyze and overanalyze uh, every given situation, which I think is important. Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem, though, with overanalyzing is that 99.9% of the stuff you look at has a reasonable explanation. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, it's, it's kind of a, a dual edged uh, catch 22. Like I know most paranormal investigators go out there trying to find proof or existence of paranormal activity. But when you, when you dig down deep enough, right. It, I mean, it's hard to truly identify something as being haunted or paranormal because a lot of it, like I said, 99.9% of the time isn't, you know, it's, it's amazing. Like this past weekend, I spent the weekend with, uh, Steve Gonzalez from ghost hunters. And, you know, he is one of the more skeptical believer type people, I guess. I don't know. Like it's, it's pretty amazing though. Like he will flat out tell you, like we had a group of like 30 people in this room and he flat out just said, he's like, look, I, I think this is complete bullshit. You know, I don't necessarily believe because it hasn't really happened to me. And this is a dude that was on uh, Ghost Hunters for I don't even know how many seasons. You know, this is he was one of the first people ever to do this, like on television and in the public eye and all that stuff. So for him just to but I mean, it was amazing, but he was shooting everything down. And I think 
it really got a lot of people thinking uh, of different ways to investigate. You know what I'm saying? Like it, and I think it's healthy. He wasn't being like a cynical dick about anything like that. He was just very level-headed and saying, you know what? Yeah, sure, it could be this, but it could be this. You know, have you ever thought about this? And I mean, that's important to me. So it was it was pretty cool to see all these people, like very hardcore believers, take a step back for a second and be like, oh, shit, well, maybe it is this. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff. You need tremendous stamina. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No shit. Huge. Huge. <laughs> Speaking of uh, drama, Larry and I used to have tremendous drama. Really? Not really yeah. directly between Larry and I, but we beca- we came back from that, and it's something that I'm proud of. Yeah, same And here. that I think the paranormal community needs more of. Needs more drama. No, no it needs more <laughs> redemption stories. I think you're right. It needs less of people named a certain name. That's right. <laughs> Damn it. So what are oh. we talking about tonight, Josh? Oh, my God. Okay, so fuck it. Yep, let's just get into it. All right, so we're going to talk about the men in black. Fuck me. All right. <sighs> men in black. For those of you guys that are like been living under a rock or whatever, like in pop culture and UFO conspiracy theories, men in black or the MIBs are supposed uh, men dressed in black suits. They claim to be quasi-government agents who harass or threaten UFO witnesses to keep them quiet about uh, what they have seen. It's sometimes implied that they may be aliens themselves. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the term is also frequently used to describe mysterious men working for unknown organizations as well as various branches of government allegedly designed to protect secrets or uh, perform other strange activities. The term is quite generic and used for any unusual, uh, threatening, or stri- uh, strangely behaved individual who uh, whose appearance on the scene can be linked in some fashion with a UFO sighting. <sighs> so here we fucking go. Okay. So, men in black. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Okay. What what do you what do you got? What do you got? Um. I'm going to play a little something here that is an actual interaction between uh, a, someone and a man in black. Okay. Um, just a second. How long here. is how long is a clip? You know. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen this video before. You know what's funny, buddy? I have this music playing at the beginning of the episode, which you, is unbeknownst okay, well, to you. I'll, I'll, I'll get rid of it. No, it's totally unbeknownst to you, though, just because, like, you know, we just kind of hop right in this shit. Yeah. Come to MIB. I really do have Come to MIB. a video to play. You got a what now? I really do have a video to play. Oh, hey, yeah. How long is the clip, though? Let me see here. It is, and it's mostly just one person talking, yeah. so it's a video that... So I, there is a few little things at the beginning that I'll, I'll read what it says, and then it's oh, cool. just someone talking for four, four and a half minutes. 
So it says, Dan Aykroyd has a lot to lose. Comedy, actor, producer, writer, incredibly successful businessman. His net worth in 2015 was estimated $135 million. It's going way too fast. In 2002, he signed a contract with Sci-Fi Channel to produce a series on UFOs called Out There. Eight episodes were filmed but never aired. And during a break in the taping of the final episode, Aykroyd stepped outside to have a smoke. Standing on the on a busy New York street, he encountered some men in a vehicle which literally disappeared. And when Aykroyd went back inside, he was informed that the taping would cease immediately. Sorry, I'm just trying to scroll through this. And the, the series had been canceled. The cancellation was never explained, and existing footage was never released to DVD. Well, what happened? What we 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 sold the show to uh, to Sci Fi Channel, and uh, it was called Out There. And I basically interviewed all of the people that I admired uh, in various fields of study, like uh, Colin Andrews from the Crop Circle Movement, uh, Linda Moulton Howe, the expert on cattle mutilations, John Mack. Um, and let me just put a pin in things right there, because John Mack has taken the study of abductions, UFOs, right out through the other uh, other side, and he's going, yes, we know they're here, we know they're coming, we know people have been taken, we know there's experimentation going on, we know people have been told about agendas. What we now have to do is use that as a key and as a motivation to socially transform this planet to a more peaceful, more loving, more tolerant state. So his movement, the, the movement for social change, has just accepts as a fact abductions, UFOs, interplanetary uh, 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 intervention, and what he's doing is taking it out through the positive side of it and saying, now we must use it to, to socially transform. And I think his message is great. But I talked to him. I talked to the Allagash guys who were taken in the canoe on that trip in Pennsylvania. I, um, I mean, and I, the last show, the last show we did, I had both Bassett, who uh, has the, the UFO time clock, and then Greer. Both Bassett and Greer were there. They were my two guests for the day. Well, the show was canceled that afternoon. And um, I was outside in, before I knew it was canceled, in between the interviews. And uh, I was outside, and Britney Spears called me because she wanted to, me to appear on Saturday Night Live with her. And so I picked I was outside having a cigarette. The phone rang. Uh, I, I, oh, Brittany, how you doing? Oh, sure, of course I will. I turned away like this. I turned back, and there was a black Ford across the road, a black Ford sedan. And I, I was trying to look at the plate, and the plate seemed kind of like fuzzy, and I was, you know, definitely a police car. And two guys were there, and a big, big, tall guy got out of the back seat, and he stood in the street on um, on 42nd Street, it was. We, we were at 42nd Street and 8th Avenue, and he looked right at me. And literally, I mean, I was on the phone. Hey, oh, sure, of course I'd love for the show. Saw the Ford, went back like this, turned back like a half second later, and it was gone. And that car did not go past me. It did not make a U-turn because I would have seen 42nd Street. I would have seen that thing take a U-turn and go away. That car vanished. That car was a cloaked vehicle of some type. And whether this was like a warning to me because the guy got out of the backseat, gave me a real dirty look. 
that car vanished. I know what I saw. And, uh, you know, I, I, it was, it was just this fast. It was, Oh, hi, Brittany. Sure. Oh, of course I'd love to do God gives me a dirty look. Oh, well, sure. Car gone. That's what happened. And, uh, then two hours later, uh, we were told we were not to continue taping and the show was canceled and none of them would air. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Was that, uh, was that an MIB experience? You know, black helicopters, uh, you know, military, uh, abductions that happen sometimes people are taken and they talk about then being visited by you know military personnel and re debriefed about their abduction was it you know was it a technology associated with some of these beings that are visiting that wanted to warn me off or that wanted to give me verification that i was on the right track i don't know but i do know i i did i did turn back a second later and i you know it takes so long for an automobile accelerating from zero to 40 miles an hour to reach the corner of 8th Avenue and 42nd Street going past me and then pulling a U-turn and going out towards Times Square, I would have seen that car. And I looked around. I mean, I, I was looking for that, and it was gone. So um, I, I don't know. The tapes exist. I have them. We're going to try to repackage them. We might put them out on DVD. I want to find that DVD. I would love to see this. I would love to see this. Um, I'd seen that interview before, you know, but man, it's like, I never get sick and tired of hearing it. I love that freaking interview. And I mean, it's Dan Aykroyd anyway. You know what I'm saying? Is he full of shit? I don't know. Do you think he's full of shit? I don't think so. I, I really mean, what don't do you think, either. Larry? He, it's the, it's actual video. So it's not just audio. He looks right. sincere to me. I mean, he looks a lot more lucid than that randy quaid video we watched that's definitely <laughs> true um oh, i do fuck. think however that you don't cancel an out there show for sci-fi with dan Aykroyd. you don't do it no he's no he is one of the biggest names in entertainment people would flock to that show you would have ratings through the fucking roof and what's interesting is they go all the way through they shot, what, eight episodes? Is that what he says? Eight episodes? Yeah, he said eight so, episodes. And they were in the middle of filming basically the last episode there. And he has this weird encounter. Within two hours, they had pulled the plug on the whole fucking operation. That doesn't really happen. Not like that. So, I mean... No, I mean, I, I, I've never been in that situation. But you finished filming. You don't cancel while you're just fin uh, filming up or finishing up the last episode no the thing is like you would film you would film a couple episodes and then you would shop it right you would shop it around apparently this has already been green lit because they were on episode fucking eight already and that's a lot of time well, and, and money it was to be it was filming for a channel right not for a production company a production company was filming it, of course, That's but the channel saying. clearly had already picked it up. So it had already been greenlit. It's already fucking ready to roll. And yeah, like you don't just pull the plug before anybody could even see this. It doesn't really work like that. It doesn't fucking happen. I don't know, bro. I mean, clearly they're not worried about being exposed when people talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. So Dan Aykroyd does have a history and a family history yes. in the paranormal field is just a comedian that did some great movies right 
Absolutely. I don't know if he would be able to convince the world. I mean, clearly he does other things in the paranormal field, so he doesn't. He's not going to be able to convince the world that the UFOs are real. Well, it's pretty interesting too. But because why it's, do it's, that to someone like him? I don't know, bro. Like it's. I mean, it's interesting because, like, Ackroyd even went as far as going out there and purchasing all of this freaking footage. Uh, do you remember the uh, the O'Hare Airport incident? I forget what year this happened. Um, I Sounds mean, familiar. It was interesting because so many people, like hundreds of people saw this. Um, air traffic control saw this. People working on uh, a specific concourse. They saw this happen. It was basically a weird uh, craft, and it shoots up. And I mean, it even leaves a, a big, like, donut hole in the clouds. It burst through everything so fast and somebody people actually fucking taped this like videotaped this um which is amazing and Ackroyd went out and bought all of those pieces of footage i'm it's just amazing to me he went out and bought all sorts of footage from alien encounters ufo sightings and things of that nature he bought it all and nobody can fucking touch it because he owns it but he's not doing anything with it it makes me wonder if that show, I mean, if he wasn't going to showcase some of that evidence on that show. Yeah, well, so to me, why why show yourself to Dan Aykroyd in the first place? Sure. If they're going to cancel the show, just cancel the show. And yeah, he might have questions. He probably will fight it and probably may wonder you know, did I get shut down by the government? But he wouldn't have seen some crazy men in black that made him give this interview and yeah. describe it. Why? Unless you are not worried at one, even one little bit, why do that? See, and I think maybe it's a like a scare tactic. Like they do it for an intimidation type thing. But I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, why even go through the trouble, right? Yeah. I, what do you think, Larry? I think that maybe it was done to both protect his lucidity as, like, a reputable person. Yeah. As well as to prevent him from trying to backlash against the government to find answers. Like you said, a scare tactic, right? And they may have, they may have done it as a as as both helping him and helping them. See, and that's another thing, I guess. It's like if they if they do this or whatever, and then obviously he is asked to be a part of this documentary. Um, they shot that interview. Uh, he tells his story or whatever. How many people out there that are going to watch this documentary think that he is absolutely off his rocker? You know, how yeah. many people now just think, well, Dan Aykroyd's apparently fucking lost it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but they were, all of, the, everything that he said, they would have covered in a show, in the show. Mm. But maybe it was to prevent him from making himself look crazy by accusing the government from you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I see. I don't know. 
let's let's just uh, for example revolutions are not started by the masses they're started by the few and the meshes right. is spread through the few until it's strong enough to be able to get to a point where if there was ever a massive pushback there would be the masses enabled to stop it yeah but so he this interview may make him look crazy to people outside of the paranormal and conspiracy world but he's very lucid and very convincing and looks very real in this interview, which actually helps the paranormal community within itself. It does. So a pushback to a government agency, this doesn't make him look crazy to the people that matter in this point in time if we were ever to get to the point that we were able to push back. That's a good this point. is actually helping the movement, so to speak. Right. That's a great point, man. My my only my only bitch and gripe about it is the fact that he is a fucking actor you know what i mean that's his day job or whatever he's an actor and he i I don't know like and i totally 100 percent agree with you he looked calm as shit he was sitting there smoking a cigarette you know what i mean In in a few different scenes of that documentary um just kicked back telling it like it is and he looked 100% genuine but is he trained just enough to fucking pull that off that's true and you know maybe since he hasn't necessarily had the same career he used to have he's trying to get back in the relevancy and and follow along the the original ghostbusters fervor all right dan as far as paranormal wise but Mr. It just doesn't ring that way to me. I don't see him. This is after the fact that he tried to do a show that might expose some stuff. Right. True. That's yeah. Yeah. But it. So and I don't why, know. Man, like, so, so my question is, is why did this show get shut down and stuff like conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura didn't think I've, about the caliber of host. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but it's also not (laughs) completely true. So if he's a plant, right, if he's a plant and what he's saying now is just to make himself look crazy and put it out there, why not let him do the show and do that? Yeah, that's a good point. Let him dig his own grave, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Like, I think Jesse Ventura, man, like he, he presents shit in a very odd way. Like he comes off very passionate about what he's doing like you know but he's 100% in on whatever conspiracy you can throw his way he's 100% in and he's fucking kind of he's kind of crazy about it <laughs> at least from what we see correct exactly look, look at it too is is it okay if i say something sorry no go ahead <laughs> that's why you're here larry look at it too is like you said the caliber of, of host if you have the same show conspiracy theory with Dan Aykroyd, who's already a well reputable actor, but not necessarily known for being crazy or out there or whatnot. Yeah. People may take it more seriously as opposed to you see Jesse Ventura on conspiracy theory and you think, Oh God, this guy's office shitter to begin with. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely true. But in the, in, in the end, I think what we were discussing and trying to get to was, 
is he's just acting. If he was just acting, the show would have never got canceled to begin with, in my mind, because sci-fi... I don't know exactly when this was supposed to come out. This interview was aired in 2015, but... 2002 is when they filmed it. Yeah, I'm like, it was a while ago. You can tell. So that was before Ghost Hunters. It it wasn't long before Ghost Hunters, but it was before Ghost Hunters. Only by a couple years. So sci-fi was already starting to head down that vein. I don't think that they... And yeah, it had been 15 years since Ghostbusters 2 or whatnot. But I don't think I I don't think you cancel this show unless it's just crap. Unless it's just it, crap. It you, been. you don't cancel this show. You at least air what you've already filmed and see how people react. Yeah. What else? Do, what, what would they have to lose? Sci-fi at that time. What do they have to lose? Well, you also have to take into effect in 2002, 2003. As opposed to how it is now or, you know, 10 years ago, as far back as that goes, you're still in the height of national security because of 9-11. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that right. Stuff. So they, they may have been taking things a little bit more you know, that's seriously. That's a great fucking point. That is a great point you make. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess it just depends on all the what, what exactly the episodes were about. Yeah. But, I mean, he's talking about he's got uh, abductees. Uh, he's got people that are, uh, you know, I guess experts or what have you in, in certain, uh, I don't know, certain areas like, uh, what do you say, crop circles and things like that. But he's also got people like Greer on there, right? And I mean, you know, Greer, it's like he's got a long fucking history about him as well. So, yeah, he might have been stirring the shit pot a little bit, it sounds like, too. So why let him walk out alive? Why not just off him so he couldn't do this video later? Because they wanted Ghostbusters 3, god damn it. Like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, but honestly, what we're discussing, we can't have it both ways. We can't have it be that it was shut down by the government and that now he's a government plant talking about his experience. Yeah, I don't think he's It has a plant. to be one or the other, I would think. God. Government totally sucks, motherfucker. <laughs> Government totally sucks. <sighs> well, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break, grab a beer or whatever you're drinking, <laughs> and we'll come back and we'll tell some actual, not actual, because the other one might be actual. We'll talk some encounters that we found online where people had encounters with men in black. What right. if they told him he's to act as a plant? Or you won't get Ghostbusters 3? No. <laughs> but this truly did happen to him, but they're taking him acting as a plant, as a joke plant. Oh, my God. I just went cross-eyed. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it does. It's all, I mean, it's, anything's possible, right? So it, it oh. could be. But I, I think that within the community, this this video, his telling of this does more damage than it than it than it wouldn't than it doesn't do yeah within the community yeah maybe so the other thing is is the the optics on him the optics on him from the public outside of paranormal community they don't really care 
They don't really care either way. It's not going it, to... What we just listened to is not going to make them not go see Ghostbusters 3 when it comes out. Or if he does another any other movie, it may not make him relevant. But I don't think it's going to stop anybody from being invested in his future career, so to speak. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Fuck. So who knows? I, you right. know, honestly, from watching the video, and I know he's an actor, I, I think the way he told it, I think it actually happened to him. Now, was it a Men in Black experience, or was he on the phone for a little too long with Britney Spears and he didn't realize she was a little <laughs> distracted? She was the height of her career at the uh, moment. That's right. That might be true. Maybe. But, uh, you know, we've talked about other things other than him of why it's weird that that show got shut down the way that it did. There's there's something there in my mind. There's got to be, right? I don't know. All right, fuck it. So we'll come back. We'll talk some. God, we'll talk some creepy shit, and then. Uh, so let me yeah. ask you before we go to break: What <laughs> scares you more, aliens or Men in Black? Aliens, all day. But I mean, Men in Black could actually be. Aliens. You know, you know what? It might terrify me more, though. Honestly, like if I were to have an encounter of some sort, right? And I'm not saying like if I just witnessed something and was about to go public in some way, shape, or form. I filmed something, right? And then I get this knock on my door, and it's a couple guys in suits, and they got the glasses, and they're looking all fucking like Will Smith and all this, and I'm like, eh. like I that might terrify me they more. They don't even have to knock on your door, right? I think about uh, this all the time. What if there's just like a weird guy down at the corner standing there in a suit? Yeah, I think that might be paranoia, though, man, because like you know me. Like I'll talk the to middle anybody. Of Tabor, yeah. Iowa. The thing nowhere. is, though, dude, like you know me. Your corner in a suit, just looking weird. Yeah, like, but you know me. Like I will talk to anybody. You know this. You know. No, I'm this. not saying that you'd be scared of that person. No, but it would I'd make be, you think about it. Would a why little bit there. It would a little bit. That's for damn sure. But that's why I would approach that guy and be like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> like what?" What you doing on the corner there, pal? <laughs> Let me show you. I got some candy over here in the van. Actually, I have some free ghost hunting equipment. You know what? That's probably what would turn him off. I would try him. I would try and like sell him something, right? See, here's my problem with the whole Men in Black thing. <clears throat> is ever since you know that movie came out with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, it's been yeah. blown out of proportion. Yes. And. If it was me and I was some sort of governmental agency that was doing what they're supposedly doing and confronting people, I would feel that you would have much more of an impact and higher results and turnouts yeah. if you didn't f f fulfill that fantasized version of black suits, white shirts. Right mentality right. and you approached someone as a normal person i'm just i'm freaking out because it'd be like all right boys no more black suits we're fucking showing up in khakis from now on you understand me <laughs> <laughs> oh my right, god so, yeah when we come back we'll talk about that more we'll give some stories if we get time to that uh, to do that plus not so we were going to have Jeff on the show, right? And he was going to talk about why he thinks Mr. Spook, Mr. Agent Squirrel, 
why he thinks the government's not actually involved, which if there's a guy that might know, it might uh, that I know, it might be him. Yeah. Um, let's, let's go down that road a little bit, too, about why they might be weird, because they're not actually human. Um, <sighs> that and other things when we come back. God damn it. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Welcome back to Conspiracy Analysis. Why are you saying welcome back? Because we're just coming back? Anyways. Anyways. If you like conspiracy talk and... Paranormal talk. And ghost talk. And conspiracy talk. (laughs) (laughs) And news and... uh, Uh, Yeah, nerd news every now and then. And stuff like that. Come see your boy, Mick Shagger. Boy. Hey, man. Shag nasty. I'm fucking here, too. Oh, oh, and, and... I'm Nick the Coon. And... Nick. You gotta work on that. And Nicky Nack. This hey, is the podcast where we don't know shit and we tell you all about it. That's right. And we're on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts and Instagrams and, and Facebooks and emails and, and Instagrams. Those places and unfortunately Facebooks. Yeah, that too. But come and give us a listen. Thanks for listening to this promo that we've put together at the last minute. Later. All right, peeps. We are back. Round two. Ectoplasm show. Dr. Feelgood. What are we, what are we talking about? This, so uh, I do want to mention here, yeah. halfway through the show, I should have mentioned it at the beginning, that we were going to have Jeff on, but unfortunately his daughter is very sick, yeah. and I hope she's okay. So Jeff, you got to let us know um, how she's doing. Yeah, for sure, bro. Larry, don't let don't light shit on fire. What? Well, Larry was trying to light some paper on fire. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Burn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Jeff, let us know. And we want your input. So actually, Jeff, what I would like you to do is record yourself talking about pretty much what you your idea is on this. And we'll put it out either as part of the next episode or oh, we'll do something yeah. special with it because I want his input on this. Maybe we'll do a whole other episode with it. But yeah, it's yeah. a good idea. Agent Squirrel. That's right. That's right. 
Um, so first off, I want to mention that I think that Men in Black could very well be alien in nature, You're or just at least saying not in, not official in any form that anybody within the United States government knows about. Okay, now how do you do that though? Okay, like that's what I want to know. How do you do so? That? There, I, I would say that majority, majority even. Um, seventy-five percent or more that I've seen personally or read about when it comes to Men in Black is there's something off about them. It's almost like an alien trying to act like a human, or like a black-eyed kid. Yes, yeah, almost the exact same way. Maybe the black-eyed kids grow up to be Men in Black. It's just like training. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a question. Do any of the reported stories of people having come in contact with the Men in Black? Uh, are they not do do people that aren't involved in the witnessing of the UFO or the experience ever able to see them? What What do you mean? So, say someone sees like something happen, and then all of a sudden, like the Men in Black come to their door. Are there any reports of? any local like neighbors or anything like that, seeing those people or are the only people that can account for the interaction between themselves and the men in black are themselves. I guess I'd have to look into that more. Yeah. I, I've seen plenty of stories of because yeah, like what, what is, if, if you're going down the road of them being aliens, who's to say that they aren't some sort of internalized figment of our imagination as like, built in as a scare tactic from the yeah. encounter itself uh, being placed into us by the alien presence. Oh my God. Like some sort of mental hallucination dude, or something like that. I could totally hop on board with that. I would absolutely hop on board with that. Because I think stranger I mean, shit is happening. Yes. I still think it, stranger shit. It is shit. true, but... I mean, it definitely is a possibility that it's just like a projection or just something that um, is mentally put in front of us. But then there would be stories of people acting weird, trying to interact with someone. And I guess there are. Um, but maybe they don't ever witness the men in black because they know that those people are just I, I do stupid. know of at least a few off the top of my head that have been caught on video and they do look like they're wearing wigs in there you know their skins yeah. hanging off of them and i do remember the one of them walking into the hotel that's yes. the one i was and just thinking was of it? california yeah mm. so I, I this just in i was texting my wife and this just in i asked her uh, i have a question for you for the show and i asked what do you think of the men in black and she says garbage garbage <laughs> Garbage. Garbage. Get is she in the house? Get her on the show right now. Um, she, she's in the house, but she's busy. She's actually working at the moment. Lies. Um, <laughs> I do have to say that I I agree with her. Men in Black, as far as humans, is garbage. I think that they're aliens. <laughs> You're just saying that to get a rise out of me. What? Why? Why? You you like aliens? No, because I don't. Own? Not not like that, jackass. Because <laughs> it scares me. <laughs> uh, God. No, I mean I like like 
what Larry mentioned. I think anything's possible. It could just be something projected in, into people's minds. But there, there has been other evidence of, and I think it, it very well could be a number of things. If they don't feel like going out that day, maybe definitely project, just make you think you see something. Um, there's, there's, there's too many weird stories of, just so there is a story out there and we talked about it on the show and it just popped into my mind. There's a story about, out there about two adults dropping off two black eyed kids and they came in like a black sedan Cadillac and they were wearing suits. What? And it almost like looked like a men in black experience and they dropped off the kids and the kids were black eyed kids. Uh, that's just disturbing. Yeah. Dude, that's terrible. God damn we talked it. about it on the show, don't you remember yeah, that? Yeah, now I do because it's all coming back. Fuck. It was like a snowy day out in the middle of nowhere, like farm country. Yeah. Like where you live, Josh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the complete horrible version of Children of the Corn. Yeah, I think exactly. actually I think it was opposite. I think it was the black eyed kids knocked on the door and they actually let them in. And the people survived the day, do but the kids remember. got picked up by yes. a couple of men in black in they a Cadillac. Did. That's what happened. That's what the story up. was. Son of a bitch. Why the hell would you let them in? Exactly. You but say, get they out have, of here. They're, they're aliens. They got mind control over you. Yeah, I got guns. Exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's get into a couple stories. Actually, Larry has a story here that fits into a little bit of what we mentioned earlier about donut-shaped UFOs. Okay. So, yeah, I just I stumbled across this one because when you were talking about donut shapes punching through the the cloud layer, I've, I've never even heard of donut-shaped UFOs before. I thought that was weird. Yeah. Um, but they... they it's called the Maury Island incident. And basically a guy named Harold, uh, doll, like Roald doll, D A H L. Um, and his son were out on a boat, a fishing boat, uh, trying to salvage some things like logs and, and whatnot. And they looked up and saw six, uh, donut shaped flying crafts above them that dumped, molten waste over the lake which actually killed his dog and injured his son pretty badly holy shit um a few days yeah a few days later he was telling his uh his boss and friends about what he had seen and he was visited by a man dressed all in black the man told him you know you're not allowed to discuss what happened ever again um and then not long after that several air force agents uh came to visit him under the assumption that they were on a mission uh, trying to gather information about Dahl's story. Uh, it wasn't later after that that Dahl came out and uh, claimed that the, th- the whole thing was a hoax, that he made everything up. Wow. But he recanted years later, uh, as he was getting older, that the only reason he recanted and said that everything was a hoax was because he was forced to under duress. Right. Um, and, I mean, they they have the whole, I mean, a half of it's blacked out. I can't read it, but yeah. uh, the original government description about what happened. and So it's interesting to me. So, like, 
So initially he has one guy come up to him and say, you're mm-hmm. not to discuss this at all. Um, and then he has the military come up to him, but he does discuss with them, correct? Yeah. Okay. Which would then also then suggest that maybe possibly the men in black have something to do with the government in some way. Correct? Am I or am I just off? Uh based on what I take from the thing is I would lend more towards Jason's assumption that they themselves are aliens because if if they come to you and tell you, you know, do not talk to anybody about this, don't tell a single soul. Yeah. And then later on government officials are coming to you, the FBI, law enforcement, right. the Air Force. And you basically tell them everything. Wouldn't they expect you to tell the government yeah. if they knew they were coming? So yeah. why would they say don't tell anybody? Right. Yeah. Or only tell certain individuals. Makes sense. I don't know. No, it makes sense. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. So I did get a follow up from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she said, when they come knocking on our door for you, I will believe it. Ooh. She knows. Um, she fucking knows. I do think about that. Do you think about Every, that? Do you look for oddities in people? Every goddamn day of my life. Yeah. Do you know how many people I meet on a weekly basis? It's stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. And it's I, all the time I'm thinking to myself, are they here to just get information on me? Right? Like, this is how fucking paranoid I have become. And I think it's this show that's doing it. This is literally episode... Is it my fault? Yeah, probably. It's like, it's episode 295. Like, that's a lot of of crazy shit that we have been talking now for God knows how long. And we're long. still here. And we are still, we are are we still here. We are still here because we are just that fucking stubborn... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or we don't really matter. People don't care about this enough. Uh, we have people that have literally been listening ever since the first episode. And I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love you since the 30th episode. That's when I started. Are you talking to me? You love me? No. Oh. I'm talking to our listeners. You know you know what it's gonna take. And it may take longer because of things that are happening possibly in your life. So Maybe we'll you see. just you you are in control of your destiny. I am in control. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Good sauce. Oh my god. Do you think about shit like that? Like when I do. I think uh, about, so every night at the end of the night when I take my dog out to go to bed, yeah. I, not every night. I don't think about it every night, but it could happen any night. I, I, from time to time, I'll think, what if there's some creepy fucker standing across the streets just staring at me? And what would I do if that happened? And what would it make me think about the next time I was trying to talk about something like that? You know, it's interesting. I remember one drunken evening, you called me. You had been having drinks or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you were or what you were doing. You're out gallivanting around. And, and you said, like, look, if anything happens to me, like, you just left me a voicemail. 
you know, but you're like, look, man, if anything happens to me, it's not me. Like, I wouldn't take my own life. I wouldn't do this. I'm, you know, of there sound was, mind. I do remember that. Oh, I my do God. This. I was fucking freaking out, bro. I was I don't wigged. remember what happened. This was at least a year ago you now. Were, oh, yeah. But you were talking some weird shit with some weird fucking guy. And Is this when we went to Missy B's? No. Trying to find those girls? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Larry drug me to a gay bar in town. Actually, my friend Mike drug us to a gay yeah. bar in town. The that Blue was Oyster. not that night, Larry. The Blue Oyster. There it that is. Was, <laughs> no, that was the worst night of my life. No, I remember that night. I'm going to have to look back because I also messaged some people on Facebook about that. And I Dude. bet what I was freaked out about is in there. Because at the moment... I can't remember. I don't either. But I know something Something was happening that night that Dude. made me super paranoid. Yes. Like, and it was a lot of things that I think, I don't know, man. Like, it, it was more than just, like, my normal life, like, paranoia. No, yeah, like, it, was, it was a series of weird things happening all throughout the course of the evening that made you be like, what the feck? And you're like, look, I am a little intoxicated, but not that fucking intoxicated, <laughs> you know? Like you, you sounded pretty straight, like on the phone or on the. Well, on the so the thing mail. about me is, I can be plastered and <laughs> yeah. blackout drunk, yeah. and I sound straight on the phone. <laughs> I do, <laughs> and, I, and I and I seem straight to. The, mostly, what happens to me is I talk a lot, like right now. Sure, sure. Are you um, drunk? You drunk? But so I, I can come off very sober, yeah. even when I'm super drunk. I, though I do remember that night, and I do remember doing that because there was something going on that was yeah. making me like, just in case, just in case yeah, something dude. happened. And I mean, but for you to do something like that and take those steps and those measures, like that tells me, like, because you, for the most part, would just brush that bullshit off. Like, I know you at least that well. Well, I, yeah, so I might think about it, but I'm not going to sit there. Right. So there, there's times that I get really drunk, and I'll, like, message my friend, hey, bud, what's up? How you doing? I, you know, I, I miss you. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll do that when I'm drunk. But I, most of the time, I'm not, like, afraid for myself. Um, wow. Even the stuff we recently went through. Just last week, which I told Larry about, and we won't go into the show, which the guy that we were supposed to have on the show did to us. Yeah, oh yeah, that was. He great. asked me in the evening, like, "What well, you're freaking out all day?" I was like, "I know. I figured they were doing that already." So <laughs> I don't scare easy, and something right. I do, I do remember something scared me that day. Blinking lights. So that is remember. weird, but that's not something that's like scaring me. It's something that's going on in my life right now that Larry just mentioned. Huh. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to remember what happened that day. But there was something that made me very nervous that day, and I don't remember what it was. I forget to. God damn it. I totally space spaced it. I don't know. Did we play that clip? Did I save it and play it on the show? I have no idea. I'm it was a year go. ago. I know. It was a while, man. Uh, it was a year or more ago, and yeah. I've been drinking. So not- <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Now, do you have any more of these MIB stories? Uh, let's see. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Do you have one, Larry? Do you have another interesting one? Let's see. I do have... So there's a list verse story. 
Which, okay. you know, everybody knows what list first is. I'll just read their top one and we'll see if it's scary or not. Okay. Back in the 1960s, Jim Templeton took a photo of his daughter near Berg Marsh. And before long, it made big news. You might not have heard of this photo as of Soloway Fifth's Spaceman. So, let's see. This is that iconic photo of a girl on a little hill and there looks like there's an astronaut behind her. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. Which captures what looks like an unexplained figure in an astronaut outfit in the background. Stranger than the photo is the experience that Templeton had shortly after taking it. So I don't I I don't think I've ever heard this story. I've heard the story and I've seen the photo that the person wasn't there and, right. and whatnot. But I've never heard anything beyond that. Uh, he was at work when a car arrived with two men who claimed to be working for the government. When asked, they refused to identify themselves beyond the codes number nine and number ten. This is, sounds exactly like M and, and J and, and whatever all those men in black people are. <laughs> uh, even though their badges pointed to no specific government agency, Templeton agreed to get in the car with them and drive back to Marsh to answer their questions. The questions were pretty strange, apart from the expected ones, like where it had happened and whether there were any witnesses. They also wanted to know whether the weather conditions and the behavior of animals in the area. Uh, Templeton told the men that the domestic animals in the area had seemed scared on the day of the question. I don't know how he would remember that. That's kind of obscure. It is. And it huddled together for protection. Oh. I don't know. That's a little interesting to me, but it's also like, so that photo. Read this part of his story. Whose who's story? That's his story. Oh, it's the same one. Templeton was later contacted by two employees at a missile launch pad in Australia who claimed that they saw two figures that resembled the man in his daughter's photo to launch pad security footage or on launch pad security footage. Apparently, the missile at the site in Australia had been produced only 20 miles away from the field where Templeton took the photo. Wow. So it's the aliens coming in and saying, oh, stop all this nuclear stuff because you're going to kill everybody. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was interesting because I've seen that photo hundreds of times, right? It's actually yeah. one of the photos that's on every list about everything, including time travel. Right, yeah. But I never heard about it as anything past that story. Though the part that where he talks about that he remembers from that day that the animals in the neighborhood were acting weird sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said they were huddled together. Right? Yeah, but so it was just that he so, walked I mean, maybe, to the park in town or yeah, whatever. But, but it's like if they, I don't know, like if I saw a bunch of animals huddled together, it would probably stick out in my mind. I mean, just devil's advocate or whatever. Yeah, um, make you say, I, maybe I shouldn't get out of here. Yeah, or something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or be like, what the fuck? And be, you know, <laughs> I don't think I would remember the exact day. Or anything like that. I think I would just remember the scenario. Well, and then and I don't know. you don't really see any wildlife in the photo, per se. I mean, it's just yeah. a grass field. Right. Huh. I don't know about that. That is crazy. 
I don't know. Fuck this. <laughs> That's probably why they're never going to show up on my door. Because they're like, Josh doesn't want to believe. That's what Well, we talked several times about what would you do if you actually felt threatened by a government agency? Yeah. And we've gone back and forth on the, oh, well, we... You know, we keep doing what we were doing. But when it comes down to it, you and I are the same. Yeah. If we ever felt like our family was threatened, we would stop immediately. immediately. And that's the power that they hold over all of us. Right. And that's just it. Yeah. If I didn't have, yeah, if I didn't have, uh, you know, wife and, and kids and all that stuff, yeah, fuck it. I'd keep going, you know, and just be a dick about it. But no, man. Just no. I don't have any wife or kids. Tell them, come at me. <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just crazy stuff I don't know I do know that my wife thinks I'm caca duty shit crazy I do know that why is the fresh prince playing in the background because he's a man in black that's good shit that's good shit so um speaking of will smith well let's talk about will smith for a minute rather than men in black are you excited for aladdin hell no no that uh, like i just saw the trailer the other day and i was like no fucking way like i didn't realize they were making a live action uh aladdin i'm like i'm definitely gonna go see it because i got the kids you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm gonna go see it i know uh my daughter and my wife they just went and saw the Broadway show, Aladdin. Fucking loved it. So, yeah, everybody's got all this fucking hype around Aladdin. So, yeah, of course we're going to go see it. I know it. I know we're going to see it. Will I like I it? Mean, I, I don't want to see movies anymore. Oh, I guess there's God. just a big difference between comical versatility between Robin Williams dude, and Will Smith. Yes, dude. I, just, I, I know. <laughs> like, uh and that's that was my initial thing too when I first saw like you see the big poof of like the blue smoke or whatever coming out of the lamp and then you see the genie approach I'm like what the fuck <laughs> is that Will Smith and I mean then, that's like if they make Bill and Ted 3 and instead of George Carlin they have Chris Rock they are <laughs> making Bill and Ted 3 I know uh, but, yeah, but, but I don't right. know who's going to be the guy yeah it's crazy I mean I don't know Crazy. It's fucking good stuff, though. All right. Do we have anything else, gentlemen? I do have to say that I recently recorded a review video of the new Septembrio album. Yes. Which is great. Yes. By the way, I'm playing a little bit in the background right now. If you are a fan of anything paranormal or electronic music or really any kind of music of any kind, you should check out Setembrio. Yes. We've had him on the show, and we're going to have him on the show again here very soon. I already have it slated to happen. Absolutely. I tell you what, He's starting to blow up in the music world. Yes, he is. He does the comic book and the paranormal, and he throws in paranormal Easter eggs all the time into his music. And... I don't know what he's going to do with my video review. I tell you what, though, uh, but like, you'll be able to see me talking about me listening to his album. 
Such a talented dude. Like, no lie. And he'll Super be talented. on the show very soon. Very nice. So. Very nice. Yeah, I've used... Uh, Septembrio out on SoundCloud and everywhere else. So you can listen to all of his music that he has out at the moment. And this album is j- just about to come out. So. Fucking A. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. Like, he was nice enough to let me use a few of his tracks uh, for one of my documentaries. It was very fucking kind of him. Um, amazing music, though, guys. If you haven't checked out Septembrio, you definitely need to do yourself a favor and check that shit out because you will not be sorry. Oh. So how are you feeling, Josh? How are you feeling about the Men in Black and all that I'm at just, the moment? I don't know how to how to even feel. Is that too loud? No, it sounded great. I like oh, it. I was trying to just have it in the background as we were talking. No, I was jamming no, it's great. I love the album. And, and I'll give him the compliment on this show that it's the same compliment I had on the review video. I after I listened to the, I listened to the album a couple times, but I was late in getting him my review. So yeah. the other day when I finally did the review, I listened to it again, and then I was just like, you know, I'm gonna pop a couple Nine Inch Nails songs on there because Ooh. I thought a little bit, you know, the voice Trenton Reznor has yeah. an iconic voice, right? So you yes. can't compare the voice to the same. But I, I played a couple of Nine Inch Nails like album tracks after his album and they fit right in so he's like the more positive energetic trent reznor in my mind hell yeah dude i could absolutely so yeah so i think that people should go check out septembrio fucking a yeah absolutely are you fading out you fading it out i faded it down a little bit so we can talk look at you that was like a that was like a pro move right there. I I'm a pro. That was a fucking pro we've, move. We've look done two, we, I've done two hundred and I'm not as big look, a pro as to, you. No, look, I, I went to I fucking went to broadcasting success. school for fucking three years, and it took me two and a half to figure out that fade out, bro. That was a pro move. Good work. <laughs> I, I've actually, honestly, if I have to say. <laughs> I've gotten comments on my audio work and videos previous to the oh. show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my goodness. This is good sauce. Fucking proud of you, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Proud of you. All right. So, do we have any, like, any, like, texts or, or We don't have any new texts. We do have some new messages. I did reach out to John at Pod Bros about being at the Kansas City Paracon. What do you say? He's looking for tickets. Fucking A! So hopefully John at Pod Bros. Go to podbros.com, our network, the best podcast network out there. And listen to our other great shows, like, or their other great shows, like Language of Bromance and and Jean-Claude Van Podcast. I don't. I know I didn't say that right. Um, <laughs> they have great shows on there. I listen to them on the regular. And um, go to proverbs.com. I'm a little drunk. I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say it. Like you've been Larry, drinking. Larry. So, Larry. Um, Larry, uh, where where can people find your stuff? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like my my writing and stuff. 
Yeah, so oh, Larry okay. is an author as yes. well, Josh, and he wrote a book. He has a book out there. Tell people yeah. what the the name of your book is and where they can find it. So it's the it's the first volume and a couple of volumes that I'm writing about some of the case files and things that have happened to me and other individuals that have gone paranormal investigating, and uh, you can find it. It's called the Parachum Chronicles, uh, P-A-R-A hyphen C-H-U-M. Um, and it's, the like I said, it's the first volume. Uh, you can look up on Facebook, Parachum uh, Books. Uh, there's a website there that has, I guess it is, Facebook's not a website, is it? It's, it's absolutely a website. It's a page site. I don't know what the fuck that is, but uh, I'm also working on a couple more uh, short story uh, book, just about different types of paranormal and supernatural things. And then uh, I'm reworking a novel that I wrote about three years ago. I had it professionally edited, and it's a it's a horror story about the Black Eyed Kids. So. Oh fuck me, that's awesome. <laughs> Now, just real quick though, like, are you going to have any uh, like physical copies of your books or anything like that, like available, uh, like at at, at the uh, KC Paracon? Yeah, so I've yes. uh, I've given well, I haven't given them to him yet, but I have about six or seven for Jason to give away as like door prizes, but then I'll also have some to to hand out as well uh, Dude, if people stuff. are wanting some. I am going to want some. Okay, for damn sure that is good. So now, just real quick though, why we still have you here? Like I do yeah. know that you, uh, you're a scientist. Yeah. Okay. So, in your professional opinion, I want to know: Do you see any definitive proof of the paranormal coming within the next decade? No. No. And why is that? In order- like, I totally agree with you. Like, <laughs> I say it. I totally agree with you. In order to have scientific, unbiased, pure proof of something, it has to be able to be documented and recreated. Exactly. On the T. I mean, yes. On the T over and over and over again in a controlled environment. And, and already with the technology you have, yeah. that we have right now, that's not. A physical possibility. Exactly, bro. It's like, and already just looking at that and the number one, the places that we put ourselves into, like physical locations or anything but a controlled environment. Exactly. That's, and that's... there's the, the idea of something being repeatable, especially when it comes to a, like an intelligent type of haunt is 100% out the fucking window. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, even if you take one of those locations and, and, convert it into yes. a true controlled environment you've now altered exactly. the natural environment of whatever paranormal source or entity that may have been residing there exactly which alters the path of it being considered paranormal or supernatural because you've taken away its ability to become itself yeah That's just how I view it. No, that's exactly the way I view it as well. I'm like, we have so many strikes against us uh, in this field. Um, Now, we can go about it as scientifically as possible. Sure. Yeah. Of course we can. Um, And we can do experiments and we can test uh, hypothesis and things of that nature. But at the same time, man, like, no, we're fucked. 
we're we're dead in the water for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then that, but that's not necessarily to say that there's not paranormal things happening. I mean, I've seen yeah. and experienced, and I'm sure you and Jason have as well, stuff that will pucker my butthole to yeah, this day. Absolutely. Um, but you can't truly say beyond a reasonable doubt that it's classified a certain way without being able to reproduce it. That's yeah. why it's called paranormal because it's not normal. Exactly. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Because if, I mean, if we were able to reproduce it, it's no longer considered under the umbrella of paranormal. And now it's scientific bingo reality. Bingo. I'm like, now it's something that can be fucking testable. And, and yeah. you know, all of this stuff. Absolutely. Fucking lutely. Yeah. Oh my God. No, it's just refreshing. It's refreshing to hear you say that because I I've had similar similar thoughts, um, but yeah, I think this is the first time we've ever had like a scientist on the show though, isn't it? Like a legitimate scientist? Um, well, that I, I don't know. Oh God, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's good stuff. So what we should do is we should have you back on the show and we should talk more geek shit. Then, um, oh, I've got theories that this is I what I'm after. Have- brood in my brain that yes. I try to talk to people about and they're just like that might be I'd me my own butt. that might be me but at the same time like I'm going to try to keep up <laughs> so, I think that's a good idea man like we need to do this soon I think it would be awesome I mean, I'm, I'm down sweet fucking A well thank you very much though for like taking the time and hanging out with us though for sure oh yeah no I appreciate it immensely I just I've I've never done anything like this, so this is super cool. Sweet. I like it. Hey, uh Koopsick. I'm still here. Do do you have our uh do you get our phone number? What the fuck's our oh, phone number? I do. Uh, I do I do have a phone number. I don't um, have, I don't know. I do have a website too. You go to the ectoplasmshow.com. dot com. Everything that you ever want from us is on there. You can link to any of it. Our phone number is nine one three seven three zero seven two five five. And that goes straight to my phone. That's you can hot. send me whatever you want. It is so hot. <laughs> oh, that's so hot. I love it. All right. You've never sent me anything through that number, the though. fuck I haven't. Not through that. Well, no, you've sent some stuff to that number. No, I've done, like, like voicemails. When I see <laughs> scary shit and I can't do anything yeah. about it, I call the ecto line. You know why? Because your voice on the message makes me feel better. Oh, <laughs> makes me feel better. You, it ju- uh, Larry just had a revelation. What's that? He can't say what he wants. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh my god! All right. All right. So let's let's end this show. I gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, peeps. Well, thank you very much for spending your time with us, and we will talk to you again very soon. Peace out. 